Welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, episode 119. I'm here with Don Reichelt, my co-host, as you all know, um, who just recently broke three world records on a manual treadmill. Sorry we weren't able to publish last week, but he was actually in the middle of finishing up the run. We had every intention of trying to record afterwards, but that sort of was pretty silly because not only was it a phantasmagorical kind of moment when everyone wanted to be around Don, but he was needing a little bit of recovery time and uh, I probably would have fallen asleep talking to him on the computer. So we'll get into all of that today. Don, a few days later, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, today's the first day I woke up and I I, I didn't feel like I just did something epic. So um, that's <laughs> that's a good sign. No no residual tightness, no residual soreness. Um, I'm not going to quite yet for purposeful reasons, but I, I felt like I could have got up and gone for a nice run with no issues today. So um, all systems go, no no lingering problems, which is always a really, really big uh, check mark to get after a big, big gnarly effort. Yeah. So let's reset the stage here for everyone. Uh, so Don had uh, taken on this challenge he talked about last episode about doing something that scares you is hard enough that you want to go do something that's that hard also something no one's ever done um while there are some you know mechanical treadmill records there's no manual treadmill record and i can tell you from running on one of them they are harder for sure you know whether it's 10 percent or 20 percent harder it's sort of it doesn't matter it's just flat out hard to move a treadmill yeah. the whole time don set out to do the 12 hour 24 hour, 100 mile record. He set all of those. And we'll talk about the setup. We were in New York City. Um, 10,000 was uh, there. I, I have to, you know, while they're not a sponsor or anything, as a company, forget their products because they have great products, but as a company, they came out in support in a way that I've almost never seen a company support an athlete. Uh, they were fun to be with, they were 100% behind you from the getting ready a few days before through the event, we'll talk about it um, to the end. And, and just, uh, it was fun to be there with them. Uh, I was there along with uh, other members of Don's crew, his wife, Amy, mother-in-law, Nancy, Shed, his longtime, um, you know, running partner and me, and then a bunch of other people who showed up. But we were there for the whole event. It was really amazing. Um, there were two treadmills next to each other. Don had his, uh, and we got to use the other one. And, um, you know, before we talk you through the episode itself, Don, you know, you know, leading up to this, you know, you had a lot of thoughts just in this sort of like upfront, like now thinking back, how far off was your thinking of what it would be like to now thinking about, oh my God, that's what it was like. Yeah. Um, I doing hard things is really hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it was no joke. I, I knew it was going to get hard and, and what I didn't know is when that would happen. Mm -hmm. And what I can tell you today is that it happened a lot sooner than I thought it would. And I mean, you you were right along with me and saw the the pain and misery, and it it happened pretty quickly. Um, it I I was expecting the the hamstrings to be one of the quick issues that popped up, 
Um, it was, and then it quickly actually moved on to the hip flexors. So, um, if everybody listening is thinking about this treadmill, it's, it's a bean shape. So you're kind of stepping uphill every time you take a step and then pulling back with your hamstrings. So, um, my hamstrings kind of went out and that led to the, the hip flexors overcompensating and that, that all started going down to like mile 50, which <laughs> is really early. I, I honestly on paper was, was hoping I could get through mile hundred without catastrophic pain and suffering. And, um, I, I didn't even get to half of that. Yeah. So it was, uh, it, it definitely humbled me quick and it became, a a, a reevaluating what's possible type of situation, which is never good during a challenge that already is mentally tough, standing in place, running and running in the same spot for 24 hours, staring at the same wall, doing something hard. It, it you don't want to add anything to that. And, and I did pretty quickly. Right. We should have um, started off by saying you got to 114 and a quarter miles yep. in 24 hours. Um, as we all know, any of us have done these things, you know, 24 hours in one second, we stop, right? So this is like, I'm good, I'm done. Uh, so the 114, you know, I can say is a guy was next to you a bunch of time, you know, I got to, I think, 37 miles of enjoying the treadmill. I got breaks, but I could feel sort of that it was an effort, you know, there wasn't like, oh, we could just sort of like have this thing move underneath me. But I think, you know, there's so many elements that are always unpredictable, you know, the nutrition plan and how it worked, the, it was inside. Inside is not an easy thing because you got the stagnant air. We'd had some fans in there for you, but, you know, there was all of that, that, that had an effect as well. And, and while you could focus, there was um, a lot of environmental challenges as well as everything else. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's really no moment to just zone out, uh, which is most of my training at home was just me on a treadmill by myself and I could zone out and I could run two, three hours at a time and really not pay attention in the lobby of a gym in New York city on the, on the street level. Um, there was really no zoning out and, mm -hmm. and I, I had this plan in my mind where I was going to have headphones in and watch a movie and some, and I, I had my headphones in for what, three minutes, the entire 24 hours. Cause I realized it just wasn't, it wasn't ideal for the situation. I never even once turned my iPad on. Right. Like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't watch anything. We didn't even watch. I, I was, I was really excited that there was Thursday night football on and the world <laughs> series game got postponed from a couple nights before. And there was going to be a world series game. We didn't watch any of that. No. And it was just because there was so much stimulation already that I, I really couldn't have handled anymore. And, um, it's just, it, it was one of those scenarios where it was so much different than the, the peaceful solitude of my, my living room or my deck that I, I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, it so puts in, you know, another perspective on the challenge I also felt like, you know, while it felt for you, I know this, being there, that it was taking forever, it also was cycling fast, meaning like, okay, every hour, there was something that had to be done, we had to get food, we had to make sure this was taken care of, we had to be documenting what was going on, there were people who were witnesses who had to come in and out, 
So in some sense, all of that was adding to this distraction that was getting you away from focus because there was a lot. There were times where, Don, you had to tell one of the timekeepers, hey, I just passed an hour. Did you write that down? Because, you know, yeah. you were on it as much as everyone else was on it. So, yeah, there was that, you know, really on the whole time for 24 hours feeling. Yeah, there was no, it, it, you're exactly right. I I was expecting to just shut my brain off and run. And I, I just stared at the clock. I stared at people. <laughs> and yes, there were those things going on around me, but I, I couldn't, for whatever reason, I couldn't just mentally let them go. I, I was watching when everybody came in and Nancy did an unbelievable job managing the time and the um, the volunteers. And thanks to her, we have all of the paperwork in place for, for Guinness. So I can, I can undoubtedly say that if it weren't for my mother-in-law, Nancy, um, I wouldn't be able to submit this to Guinness because she managed that so well. Um, so thank you, Nancy, because I didn't have to worry about it. Although I watched it all. I couldn't not watch it because it yeah. was, it was something that was so important to me. I couldn't just like not watch it because oh, the oh. way it was set up too in this lobby it was all all the signatures all the paperwork was happening kind of right in front of me in my my line of sight so anything moved i'm i'm like squirrel squirrel oh squirrel yeah. uh shiny object um it, so it really prevented me from getting away from like everything going on and then that that led to when the pain started setting in i couldn't let it go i i I hadn't gotten to that Zen place where I could just kind of come in and out of flow state. And mm -hmm. once the pain starts, I, you're not getting there. Right. Yeah. Then every hour you had to work for every hour, right? There were yeah. no free hours really at some point it was like, okay, this is a labor for about, you know, as a complete both witness participant, whatever I was there um, supporter, you know, there were some things that I thought were sort of, interesting like so you said you didn't have your headphones in i ended up being like the dj of sorts for uh, yeah. 14 hours you know we did trade off a couple of times when you know you were like i hate this music change it and someone else <laughs> would pick it up uh but that was hard because i didn't know what you wanted to hear sometimes right. it was you know really heavy music and then the crazy for our listeners I will tell you the one most unpredictable was Don said, I'd love to hear the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, this is, this is probably, you would have fired my, No, it's probably one of the funniest, like, like take, getting me out of a, I was in a very, very dark spot, like mentally, physically. I, I wasn't stopping. I will promise the world that, but I hated everything that was happening in my life at that moment. And I just needed something stupid and funny. And, and so we, it was, I don't know. I don't know what time it was. I have just for everybody listening to this, I have no real chronological events of times. Like I stood in place and ran for 24 hours and everything kind of in my mind happened within five minutes. So um, I think this was like two in the morning. It was early. It was, it was, yep. it was like middle of the night. Um, I, I just know that the doors were locked to the gym, uh, but I needed that. And so, so my buddy, what 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 triggered this was my buddy Taylor from Estes Park. He he helped me with a lot of my training for this and kind of was my advisor. And um he was at my house like a year and a half ago or something like that. And his kid put on this 
uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and it has the most ridiculous song and dance from Goofy. And so he sent the gif of Goofy dancing to my wife. My wife showed it to me, and it made me laugh and smile. And so I was like, all right, we're going Disney. And so I, I asked to put on The Lion King, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, which has been a song that has inspired me for a really long time for a lot of reasons. And it turned into this like hour long Disney sing along yeah, with I mean, everybody in the lobby. And it and it totally turned my night around. Which of the songs yeah. it was it was I'll tell you, there's you know, I've never I like music for my whole life, but this is more pressure than doing the DJ at some big rave party where people would be like throwing things at you because like if you got the right songs, it really helped you. When you didn't get the right songs um it was sort of a burden so yeah we did have some good music going on learned a few new ones along the way um but yeah i think the other thing you know there are many many sort of takeaways having been in that dark spot myself many times i knew what you felt like and so i often tried to just remind you you know this is okay like this is yep. what you expected what you signed up for and, you know, I'd say most of the times you accepted what I would say to you. Some of the times, which happens to me, too, you know, you don't want to hear from anyone. Um, you know, we yeah, stopped I, asking you how you were feeling because that's a stupid question. <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's at that point and at that depth of, of pain and suffering, um, like you said, I was expecting it doesn't mean you're not hating life when it right. happens. Um, but there's I. I I kept a very, very limited amount of people that I would actually have any, like say anything to me. And it's, it's you, it's, it's Amy and Shad pretty much are the three people that, that could say anything to me in that moment and get me out of it. Um, and, and, and it's not that I, I was like refusing to move forward. It was just, I was kind of stopping, crouching on the treadmill, getting back up, walking, like, severe pain the foot my foot was gone haywire um it just everything was adding up into pain and so i i i want to back up just a little bit because mm. i would be i'd be really foolish not to bring up this guy simon who mm. um was kind of a an absolute i don't even know what to call that man he was, an he was an angel yeah he was an angel so we had this witness simon who signed up to volunteer for just a witness. So to get ratified from Guinness, you have to have people every few hours watch you and make sure it's you running. You're not cheating the system. And then they sign the logbook and all that. And this guy volunteered and um, he happened to be a physical therapist. And while like right after he, his shift was over, he could have gone home. And this is at um, like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And he had worked an entire day at the hospital. And um, he, he came over and said, what do you need? I'm a, I'm a physical therapist. I'll do, you know, I'll do whatever. And so for the next three hours, he, he, at the top of the hour, I, I would get off the treadmill and I, he would, he would stretch me out. He would do some, some manual release stuff on my hip flexors and my, my hamstrings and um, really just do whatever to get me back up. He we would take exactly four minutes. He would watch the clock and after four minutes, he'd say, all right, get back up. And so I would, I would use those four minutes um with him and I, I i really think like simon if you ever listen to this you're the reason i hit these records because um 
I don't know what I would have looked like physically. I don't, I, I know I wouldn't have hit 114. I don't know if I would have hit a hundred um, if it weren't for his willingness to do that. So, so not only did he stay till midnight uh, when his technical, I think his, his volunteer shift was, was like seven or eight. He's like, I'm coming back. And he had to work back at the hospital at 7. AM. He was at the gym still till midnight. He goes home, he showers, he eats and he's back at 2 AM. And just, just watching he gets up and he runs and he's just like, he's just there. Mm-hmm. So like this man, the, the community that came around to support this event is something that I will, and I'm going to get emotional. Like I will never forget it. It is. Oh gosh. Um, I'm just so thankful for Simon and for 10,000. Those guys did anything I asked of them and, my wife and Nancy and Joe and Shad and Paula. And like, I, I, I don't know what I did in my career to get this lucky to, uh, to have developed this community, but, um, I hope I keep doing it because, uh, man, if I, I said this the other day is like, if, if the community you build around you is, is, is your legacy, then like I am, I, I have built a legacy that I am proud of. Um, and like, gosh, I just, I don't know what else to say about, about the people that were at this event and like the willingness for anybody to do something for me. And I I never thought I would be this lucky in my life. Yeah. Well, you know, you, yeah, I think you get back in life, what you put into it and you've put a lot into people and commitments you've made to them and the support you've given them. And they know that. And so, um, you know, I think it's a little bit interesting, you know, we're recording this on uh, election day and there's a lot of extreme views that people are putting out in the world that are very selfish and you're the exact opposite. You know, you're the role model of this. We saw it in 24 hours in New York City and everything leading up to that. There are a lot of people who are not like that, who are here to take care of each other and make it a better world by sharing inexperiences like this, helping people get to places they want to get to, you know, the the potential in our human systems is far beyond what we've ever really reached into, but you don't usually just get there yourself. You know, you get there because you put yourself on a path, you get the support. And yeah, I think it was, oh, for me, it was amazing to be there just to be part of it. Uh, But I think that there's a point where we all have to do that for each other. We have to give back. And, you know, and Simon, you know, I hung out with him a lot. He was a great guy. And there were other people who were very similar. You know, just for the, the listeners, there were people who, you know, we had the two treadmills. And Chad and I had made a commitment that there would be no time no one would be on a treadmill next to you, right? That this was yeah. going to be, you would have a pacer the entire time. And if it was him and I who had to run 12 hours each, that's what we were going to do. You know, it didn't matter. But we didn't have to because... There were a lot of people who wanted to run with Don, you know, which was such a cool thing. And they, you know, there's a point where I actually had to start to manage. Yeah. There was such a long list of people. I'm like, okay, you could be on for this amount of time. And they found joy in being able to be there, being just a small part of it to support you in understanding that both pain you were going through, but the big challenge you had taken on and sort of this, demonstration of how we can live life and so yeah it was um, magical on all levels yeah yeah i, I think you know there's there's a ten thousand athlete that 
came from two hours away just to run. Um, that was an amazing thing. My, my coworkers from aura, I worked for aura ring during the day and, um, my, my closest coworker, Bree, she lives in San Francisco, but she was born and raised in Connecticut. She flew to the East coast to be there and to, to see it. My other coworker, Kate came down and documented it. We live stream. They, we had our all hands, like entire company, all hands during like the treadmill thing. And they streamed me running to the whole company. Um, it was just, it's just really, really hard for me to, imagine i like i just i just feel like the luckiest athlete in the world and uh this is just an amazing experience you don't want to be part of something that's meaningful don and you know when those opportunities come up we all need to grasp them right like it's it was amazing like I, there were these two young girls who i met along the 24 hours and i just, just they were hanging around i'm like you know don like no we came to the gym this morning and we saw him starting and we're really vested in this now. So they came back, they came in the morning, they came back at lunchtime, they came back after work. And then they were there until about, you know, 11 at night. And they're like, I guess we should go back and go to sleep, but we're going to come back in the morning. I'm like, well, if you got to be back by seven 30, if you want to run the treadmill, they were back at seven 30 and they were vested in this. They wanted to participate. They felt like this was, one of those yeah. very unique moments that you get to be part of. And like, that's, you know, so in some way, any of us who can go and take on some of these big challenges, you know, we've talked to people on the podcast who ran across America and people show up and run with them for 10 miles. Like when I did the six continent thing and people just want to come, we all love this idea. It doesn't have to just be us. We just want to support, be part of, yeah. it's just a great lesson about what really drives us right community yep. you know and that's what makes us feel great yeah yeah and i, I yeah i i don't i don't know what else to say at this point but um I, there were multiple people that kept saying i'm coming back tomorrow i promise you and then um, back. they were back yeah yeah they were the hardest thing was actually sometimes getting some people off the treadmill because they wanted to run with yeah. you for lots of miles yeah um, you know, so the, like a couple of things that probably, you know, I felt were sort of cute and fun, you know, of course we had some great New York pizza there. And, uh, I think that was a good, you know, fun to see Don eating pizza on the treadmill and figure out how to do that when keep the miles going, you know, um, there was a point when I was on the treadmill for at least two hours at one point, I didn't get off cause we were in a good rhythm quarter mile run, quarter mile walk, quarter mile run, quarter mile walk. We were doing the true pacer kind of plan, you know, and that I think helped us push some hours through at a pace that was how you evolve it through the pain, right? You know, strategies that, that we all know and adopt having been there, Um, you know, and so maybe let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, there were these, I felt there were these moments that I always wanted to marker for you. Okay. So you start with a countdown clock. And the first thing, the the real big first marker is the 12 hour mark, right? Halfway there. Yep. So that was pretty exciting. You probably remember that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's still where I'll where I can kind of remember some stuff. I remember it being really hard, but I remember hitting the you know 65 and 
a half or I think 65.63 yep. or something like that, that we hit. And I remember it's just, this is, this is where I, I struggle as an athlete sometimes because I remember being very proud that we hit the first world record officially, like that's sealed, it's delivered. Yep. Um, but I also remember being disappointed because I, I, I had hoped that I would be 10 miles further at that point. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's weird battling those where it's, I, I just, how many people set a world record in their entire life? And like, I'm on my way to three and I just set one and I'm disappointed because I know how much more I, I should have done. And it's just, it was such a weird thing that I couldn't shake the funk of the mindset. And I, th I think that really derailed the next few hours of like, I'm already behind my, my goal, even though I just did this amazing thing. Like, yeah, but like, I'm not where I want to be. Um, but yeah, that, that was definitely, and, and like, I gave it a fist pump and I was excited. Yeah. Um, but I also, at the same time was looking at the mileage thinking, oh gosh, I have a lot more work still for the next 12 <laughs> hours. And like, I, I was hoping, like I said, I was hoping a hard hundred miles and then coast into like 130 miles and call it a day. And, um, it did not work out that way. Yeah. There's something about that plan that always doesn't work the way we want, but you hang in there. The next big one that I wanted to marker for you was we went to the single digits, meaning that we went from the 10 to the nine. I've always, yes. thought, especially marathon running, once I broke through and I only had nine miles to go, it was like a weird thing. You know, 10 was longer than nine by a far margin. And got to the nine hours and I'm like, here's another good marker because now we're at single digits, meaning we're we're going to not coast home, but yeah, like even if they're a long time to go, it is... You got to sort of use those techniques to try and feel there's progress. Yeah, I was, I was, I was trying every mental technique possible, but those hours were not moving. <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I, it's just, and, and, and it, that seems like it might be a good thing because you're like, ah, oh, if they're not moving, you can get a lot of extra miles. But when you're in, like, I was, I was in the darkest spot probably of the entire event during that right around that time. And, yeah. um, I was like, I thought 24 hours would never come. I thought like I was just going to collapse and fall on the floor and not even hit a hundred miles. Like I was, I was going through the mental lows of thinking I'm not even going to hit a hundred miles at this point. Mm. Like I, I, I don't know if I can do this. And I, I, again, I never once was going to quit and I never once doubted my ability to push through 24 hours, but I seriously doubted how far I could go at that point. And, and yeah. I, I, I have never experienced that level of self-doubt in an event and it took, and this is, this is what led to a few hours later, the, the, the Lion King sing-along and, um, you know, the, the Amy, my absolutely beautiful, incredible wife putting on multiple onesies, um, that I didn't know she was going to put on and running alongside me in a, in a banana costume and a piglet costume and my buddy Shad putting on a, you know, a whatever uh, what, yeah no the, the 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 um the mexican wrestler right. mask uh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like captain the, america kind of yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so so like the team around me in those hours also did their part because i was i was miserable um i had people running alongside me that were doing they were pulling out every trick in their bag um just to keep me moving forward and not curling up and crying on the treadmill which is all i really wanted to do yeah but we know that, you know, then unless we're collapsed, we're going to keep going, which is what I was always confident. I didn't think that yep. there was a time where 
we were ever at risk of you not finishing. I, I could yeah. tell from being next to you that it was painful, but you know, that's that's part of what we sign up for. You know, and then yep. we keep going, we're making progress, we're working through the night. Of course, the the volume of uh, activity really slowed right over the nighttime because yeah. we locked the doors. We were in there. By the way, the Mike, who is the manager of that Lifetime Fitness on 23rd, is, a, is another amazing guy because he could have said no to doing this. I mean, he sort of let us take over the place. You know, yeah. we were blasting music and doing what we wanted. He only yeah. just I, I remember they gave me control. They, they hooked my phone up to it pretty early. And I and it was quiet at first. And I was like, I how how high can I turn yeah. this music until until somebody from Lifetime comes over and says, okay, that's enough. And they never came. They never. they loved it. They so Lifetime Fitness, thank you. Um, we actually did this for everybody listening. We did this for fundraising for the Lifetime Foundation. So this um we raised, I don't even know the final total, but um hundreds, if not thousands of dollars um of just people chipping in money. Uh, yeah. just for fun to to run alongside me. So uh, we did we did raise a lot of money for the Lifetime Foundation and Lifetime was was really, really an incredible partner in this. So um, those guys were awesome. I they 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 brought the noise. They gave us support. They let us do what we wanted. Um, they they danced. Everybody said saying like, oh, the guy at the desk is dancing and I'm trying to look behind me when I'm running on the treadmill because I couldn't see it. It was um, the time. They loved yeah. it for them, you know, it was sort of also their 24 magical hours as well, yep. you know, and, and then we knew there were a couple of things were going to be working in our favor, you know, that the sunrise comes early in Manhattan because you can barely see anything with the big tall building. <laughs> yeah. By the time we were going to get to, you know, the seven o'clock and you know, the gym opened at five and people start coming back through and, you know, not easier, but, you know, we're now four hours to go, three hours to go. Um, and it starts building and you can tell what's going to happen here, right? This is going to get full. Yep. A lobby yep. is going to get full. And, you know, and for the listeners, we allowed people to get on the treadmill next to Don, you know, for the whole time on and off. And then we said, look, for the last hour, it was going to be Joe and Shad and Amy. They'll be the three who would take you home, right? So that yep. you knew who was going to be right next to you. Because it wasn't going to be easy for the last hour just because you had an hour to go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I think it was really well managed and that, that last hour, I, I really think even maybe more so the last 10 minutes, but the last hour is one of the most memorable hours of my life. Knowing one, I was pushing through some of the worst pain of my life. And I, I, I was, I was digging as deep as I could. And I was somehow churning out, I think 10 minute miles at that point seemed like I was, you know, Fine. racing Kipchoge. Um, and, uh, and then I, sometime during the night, I don't, it was Jack from 10,000 had said, um, like, since nobody has ever done these records and nobody's like, he's kept reminding me that somebody has got to do it. Somebody has got to be the first to do it. And then, like, so that kind of turned into this mantra of, like somebody's got to do it and it's going to be me. Like somebody's got to do it. It's going to be me. Um, and so I, like we took this mantra and that like mantra crescendoed into that last hour. And then that last hour is like, hell yes, it is going to be me. Like this lobby is filling up with people. People are starting to realize we're honing in on 
the final 50, 40, 30 minutes. And yeah. like, then it was, then it was just adrenaline. I like all, like no pain, the pain left. The body wasn't moving very well. I, I, you know, the, my sprint finish was like a seven minute pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that the final, the countdown, the, the people, I, I gosh, I will never forget that moment for, no, no. for, yeah, for an event no. that, that had intermittently forgettable moments, that moment, <laughs> that, that last minute is the best minute Oh. of my running career without a doubt. Like I, the people, the, the cheers, like I, I mean, look at the video. I gave my all the, I, I emptied the absolute tank the last 15 minutes. And then that last minute, I just opened it up. And once the, the gun went off, I, I basically yeah. collapsed off the treadmill and yep. I had kind of warned Chad and Brad from 10,000 that like, guys, I'm going to, if I have anything, absolutely any ability to move, I'm going to just open it but be willing to catch me because I'm going to collapse as the Eminem, as, as the Eminem song that we kept replaying is like that I've played on my playlist for years since my first hundred is till I collapse. And I am really darn proud that I, I emptied the tank until I collapsed and those guys caught me and put me in the chair. But I, I took about two seconds and I jumped back up because I was, I was still riding that adrenaline and super excited about the crowd. And, um, gosh, just what, what a special moment. And that moment is made even more special by what I had said earlier with the people that I had met during the event, the people that had come from across the country that that driven two hours or wherever their story was, the people that walked into the gym yesterday, having no idea what the heck was going on and got in this, like instantly invested in it and then came back four times and then back in the morning for no reason other than just watch. Um, that was, that was absolutely incredible. So, um, I'm, I'm just so thankful that I was able to experience that as an athlete and thankful to, to, again, I, 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 I can't be, I can't say this stuff enough, but to, to Amy and Nancy, you, Joe, to Shad, Paula, to 10,000, like, holy crap, like those guys went above and beyond. They, they did what I needed to, to give me this event, their, their entire basically tire company was at the finish. Like I, I gave them all hugs and they just kept telling me how amazing and how proud they were. Um, so like, oh, yeah, that, let's take people just for a minute through the last 10 minutes and then we'll you yeah. know, get some closing thoughts, but that, that, you know, in the, as we got to the last hour, of course, then the one goes away. Now we're, we're no longer, you know, you have two digits, one digit, no digits in the hour category. These are, part of how we count down. And then, you know, we got to that. I was on the treadmill for the last 10 minutes with you. And as every minute went on, I would, I lost my voice really at the end of this thing, scream out nine minutes, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. And it just kept building up And the, of course, there's going to be a movie made of this, which, because these guys got some amazing footage already. We've seen some of it on Instagram. And, you know, I was pacing with you the faster you ran the faster i ran right next to you so it was really fun to be able to do that uh but yeah you were you were very uh you know crazy enough looked really relaxed good form you were you know running nicely as i've seen you run in that last 10 minutes as good as you did for probably other than the first couple of miles you know the system kicked back in all those negative thoughts 
faded away and you had this moment and it was really loud and amazing to hear everyone cheer um, and then we had a 10 second countdown and then uh, you know we all knew this is what we were there for and you made it happen so of course congratulations to you you did it was fun to see you sort of fall off the treadmill because it was like yeah that's it and then you jumped back up and uh, I think everyone was just like it, a very different experience because in a race you know you don't see anything but the last few yards in this one yeah. everyone's there and it's yeah. really a very unique setting in that way yeah I think and this is like based on the comments I've gotten from like people that were there like 10,000 that was there for 24 hours so like you know it's 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 a different thing seeing all of it because you see guys I I threw up at mile 100 I, I puked my brains out. I'm not going to sit here and say it was pretty, but like, that's the reality of some of these super crazy endurance events is that you're going to go through the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And um, like you said, you don't always see that from the other side of the camera and you don't always capture that. And that's what I think is going to be so special about the video that, that the 10,000 team captured is that they have everything. They had cameras on the whole thing. So you're going to see in this video, like the start, you're going to see when the pain kicks in, you're going to see um, Simon coming and saving the day. You're going to see me thrown up in a trash can, maybe, hopefully not, but it's there. Um, you're going to probably catch a little bit of the Disney sing-along, uh, the dance party. Like it's, it's really, I don't know. Like I keep going to back to why, how, how lucky I am, but like who, like how many athletes get an opportunity to have one of like, without a doubt, the most epic thing they ever do documented end to end, like completely by somebody else, then they're going to produce a video about it. So, um, I can't wait to see it. Like you said, they've already released a little trailer on Instagram. Um, they did a, they did an interview with me, I think with 47 minutes to go, yeah. they came up and, and Jack, Jack from 10,000 is like, Hey, like, like, is it going to be okay if they interview you? You can like, you can tell them to piss off if you want to, if you don't want it, but like, we'd love to grab 30 seconds of audio. And I said, you know what? I'm mostly walk jogging right now. So once I start walking, I'll, I'll throw you some audio. Like totally I'm, I'm here for it. Cause this is, this is really special to me too. There is a, there is this selfish side that like, hell yeah, I want to document it for me. Cause I want to in 40 years, look back and say, like, yeah, I did this. And to have somebody else willing to document it, that's amazing. Yeah. No, it's always fun. It is. You know, we all have that privilege now because the way the technology works to be able to capture these moments in that level of intimacy. Yeah, you did a pretty good job. I was standing next to you listening to the questions. I would say you were, for where you were in the journey, you were really clear-headed. It comes across very clearly. Uh, I was just trying to stand out of the way of the camera. But those guys did a fantastic job. And now, you know, you're done. You're recovering. Yeah. You know, amazing experience. We'll just say one more time, you know, thanks to the 10,000 team and Lifetime and the rest of the crew that supported you. We we're all thrilled to be there with you on this journey. You know, we don't want it to be like, well, you know, what's next kind of thing, because we'll talk about what's next later. You know, yep. I think it's uh it's good to just sort of take it in, absorb it, appreciate it, and remind everyone listening that you know, community is what yep. drives us. 
it's what's kept you know humanity going for as long as it is and we saw it in its best form in new york yep. city with you running on a treadmill if you did nothing else for all of us it's just bringing together community in support of each other for whatever each other wants to do because we're all here to love each other and to take care and support and you did that yeah. and appreciate that and everyone who participated uh feels in is different because of it yeah and i, I i've been i i've gotten so much joy out of the messages i've gotten since it saying like hey like i didn't really want to go for my run today but like i watched you do 24 hours on this thing yesterday and you bet your butt i got up and i ran four miles and like as a as an athlete and a coach, like to know I motivated one person to do a run that they were struggling to do is, is valuable. And like, I, I, I don't know. I'll just leave it that like, I just, I just feel so lucky as an athlete. Um, I'm so thankful to, um, to have the, the most incredible wife in the world that, that lets me do these things. And, and, and then I have, um, the support of, of her mom and her family. And, and I, I I'd be, I'd be foolish not to thank, Mike, my, my father-in-law who watched my dogs while we were doing this. And then she had Paula, Joe, 10,000, like, holy crap. I can't thank you guys enough to, to have people believe in me like this that are willing to, to not question me doing something stupid and crazy. And then just be like, hell yeah, where, when we're there. Um, that is, that is something that I, I don't know if I have the words for. And, um, the best I can say is hopefully you can hear the emotion because I'm uh I'm a damn lucky man. Yeah. Well, thank you is a good, uh, a good yeah. ending two words for it and for you and for all that we stand for. So, you know, for our listeners, I hope you feel like you were there with us. Um, we will let you know when um, the episode gets uh, released or at least in advance so you could all watch it and experience it again don congrats on the world records fantastic to have you as my partner here and i look forward to you and me doing lots of fun stuff together in the future so more Can't stories wait. to come thanks everybody <laughs>